0: It's the Greg Rugby Podcast. It's the podcast after Connacht have fallen to a one-point defeat to Ulster. We're in the TG Carr studios where Rob and William were commentating for Galway Bay. That was
1: was an exciting game at the end, Rob. It was a great game. Put me in good Christmas cheer, I tell you. It's a busy time for myself and many people in my industry, but uh, yeah, it was lovely to come up here. Uh, to TTT Studios and commentate on a good contest uh, maybe at 14 points to 7 a couple of mistakes you're wondering oh, well, or else they're going to kick on here they're going to just be too strong all that kind of crack but as it turned out uh, conditions really did prove to be a key factor Connick got well back into in the second half two really evenly balanced sides I think it came down to one or two key areas we'll talk about the line out again
0: we will indeed William how were your your thoughts on yes, that's, that's five in a row. That's uh, actually I have some I have some stats on those five in a row. Andy Friend's first season, he lost five in a row. KK in his season lost two fours in a row rather than getting a five. Pat Lamb's first season, he lost eight in a row. Uh, Elwood lost ten in a row in his first season, and uh, Michael Bradley lost four in a row in his first season. So it's not as though a first season coach has not had this sort of thing before.
2: No, I mean I remember all of those. Um, That was the least worst of the losses by a big margin Mm -hmm. in terms of uh, the performance and the quality of some of the rugby. Some of it was really, really good. But we've seen that all season with the exception of the Bordeaux game where nothing happened. Mm. Um, the, The winning and losing of that game, there's so many little small incidents. One point I would make was there was barely... Ulster didn't give away very many kickable penalties, but you do wonder when your lineout is malfunctioning as badly as Connacht's is in the twenty-two. Would you be better off to maybe see if you could stick some points on the, on the board in, in that type of situation? Ulster kicked what two penalties in the game? Mm-hmm. Well, that's why they won the game. Um,
0: well, that plus the fact that that looked like a very good try to me—that <laughs> was taken away from. Okay. Well, Shane Bolton. I, I yeah, I, I'm. Which uh, would have been not just a win, but it would have been a try bonus win.
2: It would have been the try bonus point. Um, they might well, th- just
1: just to be clear when we talk about things like this. If he scores the try, then the entire next set of events, if you believe in no, chaos theory, would it have all, all, it all changed. It all
2: works the same
0: way, Rob. But all works the same way. It worked. I, everything yeah. would have been the same. We just would have had an extra try.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's possible. <laughs> i uh,
1: him in the time
2: <laughs> <laughs> he'll up everything. Um, look, I think. Uh, Shane Bolton was a bit of a revelation tonight. He's been showing it. Yeah, he has been showing it. And one of the key things about him is, I mean, he's a big unit, but he shifts quickly. Keep him fit. Sean O'Brien gone off was very disappointing. Uh, Joe Joyce having to pull out with illness. Look, these things happen. It, it, it's, you know, Ulster lost... Uh, Somebody before the start, his name escapes me. Uh, oh, Michael Lowry went; out, didn't go to fullback, and uh, Will Addison played there. Um, but it's another loss and, you know, the games aren't exactly running out, but when they play Munster on the 1st of January and that game is finished, half the season will be over in the URC. Now, it's going to take an extraordinary six months to play the rest of the season, um, or certainly the guts of it, to play nine games. Um, which I still find very odd, but there is going to be pressure then. If they beat Munster, they will have five wins and four losses. If it's the other way around, the next nine games become really complex because I believe you need 11 wins. They have four
0: bonus points as well. Just, just saying. Bonus points are important.
2: Um, they are, but the win is, is, uh, you know... Yeah, I know.
0: The wins are more important, but you can't can't talk about wins and losses without mentioning bonus
1: points. Can I say, and I know you want to get to the audio, I know I'll mess up your structure, but you were saying some really interesting stats there about how many coaches, how many losses in a row. So are you saying... Like you're, you're never really saying specifically something with a stat I know that about you but we know this team made the playoffs last year mm-hmm. it's not a brand new team this isn't even a brand new coaching team because these guys were a key part of it last year it's a much changed coaching team
0: yeah I was going to say it's so. but a do we wipe change. the
1: slate clean and treat them the yep. same as the others is that what yeah, you're doing yeah,
0: yeah that's what I'm doing
1: that's what I'm doing I don't agree with that at all if this coaching team with this group of players who've just reached the last four go back towards losing eight in a row which I'm just saying if they lose to Munster Bristol mm-hmm. and uh, Lyon which, which is, is not possible. an outrageous yeah, yeah, thing to yeah, say yeah. I don't think you can just say ah that's just like all the other coaches teams they're their feet that's
2: what I'd say there is a betting in period but part of the problem is Connacht have been uh, progressing improving for such a long time without actually doing much until last season mm. They got to a semi-final and that's why I asked the questions during the week at the press conference and I said you had a template and it's been to- torn up to some extent and i think there's a question about whether the players it's not a case of them believing the system it's they're not used to the system and there's been a with the exception uh, well, of bi-
0: systems remember there's various different systems there is, and i think the biggest one probably for me and why i think Connick lost tonight was was one system in particular and that's the line-out. like there were so many different muck-ups tonight. It wasn't just a line-out throw. It wasn't just a short throw or an over-throw, which there was a couple of. There was guys didn't get in the air at one stage. That's a whole system right across the board. And defensively, until Niall Murray came on, we weren't really putting their line-out under any pressure.
2: No, that's his... That... that. That's his speciality. Although I think Gavin Thornbury might have got his hands on a couple of couple as well. On
0: them, yeah, but it, not to the same level. No, <laughs> Neil Murray jumped like it was being thrown to him.
2: Yeah, no, it's you know that that is the question, and it's a new liner coach is John Muldoon, so the, the pressure is on him to get that right. Um, the attack at times looks very slick, and then it looks really ponderous. Mm. Um, and I know there was the issue about Ulster. Uh, Connacht playing on an advantage and also just went in and gave away a second penalty but Connacht didn't put any pace onto that attack when they had the free play you're thinking you've got to spin this but move it
0: yeah, again we're looking at the weather the weather was pretty yeah but brutal. it was a free we play sitting, Alan we were sitting inside
2: it's a free but play Alan
0: even with a free play yeah, in, it's in it's pretty little with,
1: with like two of the best players in the World Cup in Mack Hansen and Bondiaki yep. get the ball in their hands when well, you have Mack Hansen play. showed when uh,
0: they did get it out why'd he score in the first exactly. half
1: exactly I'm totally I'm, and it's, even in the first half there was a series of plays where we had an advantage in the 22 and it was just pick and go and pick and go and then we took our penalty it's like there are other options and if you're going to pull it out of the bag get rid of the I'm with William like whatever about Ulster cynicism there um, I will say this I want to see it again but I'm pretty confident the referee said uh, on shame Bolton's situation, tackle completed. Uh, at that stage, it has to be hands away. Any rip in the tackle should be penalised. It's not mm-hmm. just uh, own cross. It's, every single referee is at this lately. They need to get the referees need to get down on this. You guys were talking to Andrew Brace a few weeks ago. That'll be one of my questions now for him. Is like when are you going to pay attention to the fact that that's attacked? That's not a play. You cannot play the ball then. A rip in that situation is a penalty against Ulster, and we didn't get the call. I mean, look, that's not why we lost the game. We lost the game because the lineouts. We lost the game because the controlled controllables. Um, And we gave way
0: too many penalties. So I'll tell you what, because you asked them about that. Here's Rob asking Pete Wilkins about that loss and why it happened.
1: Uh, Pete, that's got to be the toughest dressing room you've had for a while now because uh, your side uh, died with their boots on out there, but they still come away with just the one point.
3: Yeah, we've had a couple of tough ones like that. It feels like in the last month, but um, yeah, very proud of the efforts, obviously. Um, you know, it's fine margins. I think when you look at the, the build-up to this game, you know, Connacht and, and Ulster were incredibly even in terms of um, in terms of what they produced so far this season on average. I think uh, at time it was incredibly even in terms of penalty counts and entries to the 22 and amount of possession. And, uh, you know, it was going to be like that all the way through the game. So, you know, crucial moments. I, I think three penalties conceded just after half time to, to piggyback Ulster down the field was crucial. Um, and, you know, those things make a big difference at, at the end of it.
1: Yeah, I mean at the bottom line is that Ulster just had those kicks and fine margins. Would you we've honed in on the line out as being one of the few areas of the game where Connick didn't really improve, didn't really execute well. Do you agree with that? Do you feel it was a critical element?
3: I, I think there's a number of things in there, but anytime you're in the uh, you know, the attacking end of the field, the attacking third and, and you're not executing, you know, you look for the source of it. So whether it's a a faulty line out, whether it's a knock on at the back of a pick and drive, I think all of those moments are crucial. So, you know, every time you, you work so hard to get into the 22, um, you know, and ultimately you want to come away with something. And, um, you know, if you're not coming away with penalty or points, then, then the source of that becomes a big focus.
1: So when Connick turn over a ball, you know, and you're one point down, you sweep the ball across the line and, you know, maybe Farrell obviously didn't execute the pass as well as he should have. Bolton could have been away there. Do you do you stop yourself honing in on a moment like that? Or do you have to just acknowledge that that's where the game was in the, in the hands of Connick? Well,
3: I think you, you have your immediate frustration, you know, I think particularly, for example, that one, you see how well Shane Bolton was playing and, Every time he got the ball, we would love to get him the ball a little bit more, but it's not that type of night. But every time he got the ball, he was either running around or, or over the top of someone. So you'd love to see him get that ball in his hands and, and have a real go again. I think only good things are going to come at the end of it. So so certainly you react to that. There, there's frustration in the moment. Um, and uh, as I said, you, you, no game is going to be perfect, but but you can't let too many of those go. So whether it's a, a knock-on at the base of the ruck, whether it's a line-out or whether it's a you know a, a pass like that that doesn't go to hand, Um you know, at the end of the day, you need, you need to be landing some of them if, if you're going to make a dent in, in these really tight interpros.
1: What was better tonight for you?
3: Look, I think I was, I was really pleased with how overall, how we got out of our end of the field. That was something we looked at really closely after the Saracens game. Um, is something that's that's been a big work on for us throughout this season. So we've done a lot of work this week on that. And, and there's probably two reasons. One is because when you play against those really good teams that we've played recently, they tend to shine a spotlight on the areas of your game that, that maybe do need the most improvement. I think that uh, that building to exit and that kick chase was one of them. Uh, but also when you you know, you know come up here to Belfast and you know that it's going to be a tight encounter, you know that the opposition thrive on on getting uh, uh, cheap access to your 22. That's where where they're incredibly effective. So we knew that would be important in the context of this week as well. So I think there was growth there. I think that was important. It showed that we can embrace the... You know, the the more um, less glamorous bits of the game, like the kick chase and and, and fighting for that ball in the air. Um, so that's pleasing because, you know, a lot of the time this season we've talked about fastball and we've talked about the flow of attack and this, that and the other. But, you know, for us to be successful, we've got to be a team that, that enjoys the mucky stuff as well. So I was pleased with the response in that area. Um, I think that was a key part for, for why we were in the game. Um, but as I said, ultimately, you've still got to take your opportunities when they come.
1: Uh, what would what made Ulster one point winners for you? Like, what was that little bit of an edge they had? Where did they win it?
3: Look, I, I think that point after halftime. I think knowing that it's it's tight, and as I said, we can see three penalties there that really gets them from from deep in their half all the way down towards our end of the field. I think that was incredibly important. I think swings of momentum. You're always going to get those blocks of momentum and, and a change of hands, but um, but to go three in a row, I, I think that was crucial. Um, and, and as I said, ultimately, you know, once they got into the, the 22, we, we solved a lot. Um, and, and certainly their game wasn't perfect. Our game wasn't perfect, but but they landed more than us. And, um, you know, credit to them for that.
1: Sean O'Brien had a really good start to the game. How's his injury? Do you know anything about it?
3: Yeah, it's a foot injury. Um, so I've, I've got no intel yet on, on what it is or, or how serious it is. But, um, I mean, he played 14 minutes and, and I thought he was outstanding. So, you know, it was a shame he couldn't build on that great start to the game. Um, you know, hopefully it's a quick turnaround for him, but I'll, I'll get the feedback over the next 24 hours.
1: And you had to take Joe Joyce out beforehand. What's the story there?
3: Yeah, Joe went down with uh, with illness this morning, actually. And, um, and you know, we, it, it was a call to... Uh, from the doctor early. So we had Nama Ray travelling with us anyway. Um So it, it's a natural sort of a slide of Gav Thornbury across the start and now to come onto the bench. So there, there wasn't any disruption in that that would um, that we could use as an excuse. Obviously disappointed not to have Joe, but um, as I said, we had some pretty good bodies there to to cover for that.
1: Viewers will see the obvious improvement in restarts this week as a, as a work on and a success. I, I think that will give supporters encouragement. But what's the key work on, do you think, for Munster? This is a monstrous game now in the context of trying to make to the playoffs, trying to win your home games.
3: Yeah, look, I think it's really important. I think any Interpro, particularly Interpro at home, is really significant in the context of the season. I don't think it's make or break in terms of how much rugby's left in this year and, and the games to come. Um, but, you know, we need to make sure that we deliver that same same ability to, to control field position that I thought we did well at times tonight. Um, you know, we'll get opportunities to get fastball and have a bit of a go at them. But, but ultimately, we need to make sure that, that we're landing a few more of those punches than we did tonight. I, I think what you saw tonight was a, was a brilliant fighting spirit, a team that was determined... Um, to make sure that that, that they stayed um, that they stayed in the hunt and and they didn't give the opposition an easy ride and and we just need that little bit of accuracy at the end of it and uh, particularly on home soil uh, you know I'd like to think we'll be right in the mix against Munster.
1: Peter, very happy Christmas. Will you get a chance to relax for a day or two?
3: Yeah, for a day or two, for a day or two, and then, then back to work. But thank you, Rob. Happy Christmas to you too. And before we come back to William and Rob, here's some of the Ulster
0: audio
4: in the post-match really tough inter pro game um, we knew that uh, Connor would come desperate um, I think that's uh, five games in a row they've lost they came here having lost four games in a row so you know that's a difficult situation to be in they're a really good team um, conditions were very tough um, and so it was always going to be it was always going to be difficult but uh, look I'm proud of the way the, the, the lads fought. Um, You know, we didn't play our best stuff in the first half and didn't use the conditions as well as we could have done. But in the second half against the wind, I thought that needed real fight and bar a couple of missed tackles. Um, I thought a lot of what we did was was really good and and really dogged. And we'll go into Christmas very happy and uh, um, um, looking to uh, uh, face a massive challenge going down to Leinster. OK, William,
0: what are we saying? We have to beat Munster. It has to be an absolute and 100% win. Nothing else does. Yeah,
2: I, I, I can see huge problems if they don't beat Munster. Um, and that's another game and they've got 10 days to think about it and they've got four days off, which I think, as Ian Henderson said on television after the game, he's delighted about. So they've got the same because they're both um, playing on New Year's Day. They don't have to worry about it. So they can go home and eat lots of turkey and maybe have a one or two glasses of beer or whatever. Um if you want to pick one moment in that game where Connacht had it in their hands and he played very well, but Tom Farrell's pass to Shane Bolton. Shane Bolton was free over the halfway line. Robert Balakoon's non... He's an awful defender. Yep. We saw that for Seamus hurley Langton. He'd already got out of position.
0: There was a full-back. Pardon? There was a fullback further down the field.
2: Yes, but how many meters does he make? The mm. fullback maybe stops him five meters from the line, pushes him into touch, or gives away a penalty by doing something stupid. That is it's small mm. things like that in tight games. It just happens. But if you see it again, if you're looking back at the game, look where Balakun is, look where Bolton is. Ball in Bolton's hands, he's gone and he's gonna motor down that wing. Um that's was probably the the key chance that they didn't turn. And that's
0: Yeah, yeah. And and Rob, I'm gonna come to you on this one. Yeah, one of the lads on Discord's asked me um to talk about the fact that, you know, the the T V commentary, it's actually a Shane, um, former president of the Connor Clan. Hi Shane um, asking, you know, he gets so fed up with the commentary on T V, basically saying didn't cannot do well to get a point.
1: Oh yeah. Aren't they great? Aren't they great? Mighty and bunch. So much but uh, you, you know how I feel about that. I've had rants on this pod before because I just feel there's more in this group and I think that's why like again I know you weren't saying it at sir, but I think that's why I'm so sensitive to the fact that if an analogy is made to Kieran Keane or a new era or Andy Friend I think this could be a revolutionary year under Pete Wilkins I think he could make himself the greatest ever iconic kind of coach but he's doing it off the back of an incredible foundation from Andy Friend mm-hmm. and there's no shame in doing that and it won't undermine what he and does with, and
0: with two world class players in the backs
1: absolutely so I, I think those things are really really important to remember and I think that's where uh, you know is, this is two teams are as good as each other this is look I'll say it uh, you were going to say it earlier I'll, I'll take it you probably take it further than this. Connacht are a better team than Ulster right now Um which makes Ulster's victory over Racing sensational but everything I've seen this season so far tells me Connacht are better this 2024 mm-hmm. I mean that's factually correct because we have beaten them two out of three times so they were celebrating a one point win and the very gracious and very respectful and class acted Ian Henderson is called it said we were lucky to win that. love that real class act even the ulster reporter was trying to lead him with there was a bit of a needle in that one and he was like not a lot well he was there was but that's why we love it uh in terms of interpro so so really impressed with that so yeah Jane you're right and the other thing was i said it already but Look, I mean, I uh, better be careful who's directing it and all that kind of stuff because our friends in DJ Carr don't be criticising TV coverage. But, like, it was dreadful TV coverage on the Jack Carty penalty that we didn't get a replay of it. Mm. I mean, because we're watching the screen here. But that's the kind of stuff that goes against Connacht all the time. It's like... the. The director doesn't even think to go, mmm, could that be contentious, that penalty? It's like, oh, Connick, God love them. They're too mighty. This is, back to Shane's yeah. point, this mm-hmm. is where the condescending attitude towards us, True, and it's not true negative. It's not like they're not positive and happy for us. It's just that they're like, oh, connick were wilting there and sure, they got penalised. Did Jack Carty kill the ball or was he held into that ruck? We don't know because there wasn't a replay of it. And that would not happen if it had been penalty the other way. And I think mm-hmm. those kind of uh, image stuff sometimes that go against Connick, it has no material effect on the game whatsoever but it just shows you what goes against Connacht I don't think it was a penalty I do think Connacht were borderline illegal at the breakdown multiple other times so yeah. um, I'm not moaning about it too much
2: Yeah it, it is the condescension is frustrating at times but then the way to avoid that is not to lose five games in a row ah, well
1: said.
2: and not to get beaten out the gate at home by Bordeaux yep. and then Mm-hmm. Get involved in a 91-point game, but still lose it pretty comfortably to Saracens. If you beat Leinster and you beat Ulster tonight, that disappears.
0: And you beat Edinburgh,
2: and or you, you draw. Well, with you Edinburgh. get a draw with Edinburgh. You know yeah. that's Connacht have. Forget about Europe for a minute because I think Europe is different. But Connacht's, and I, th- I think winning in Pretoria is nearly impossible for any side going down. We we'll well, no see,
0: European side is going even come close. Yeah,
2: so we'll see what happens. The South African side sometimes win there, but. Uh, you know, they've they've had three really tight games. They could have got a draw in Edinburgh, fluffed it on the last play of the game, mm. should have beaten Leinster, fluffed it on the last play of the game. This game here, they didn't get a real opportunity.
0: No, but it was there.
2: It was it there. Was there. That, a
0: better line out, a more functioning line out yeah, than they probably do. Yeah, a that, better decision by the ref on that try and then we might have got one. Hold that.
2: on, the referee said it was a try. but it was the TMO TMO who who overturned it I think the TMO was correct I think that ball was was touching the line was touching the line you're out no I think they hit the ground first and then it touched the line but anyway (laughs) just on
1: the points lost I mean didn't kick to the corner against the Bulls bonus point was sitting there
2: Mm -hmm. Uh, well no no, no. they got them they were their penalty was overturned for yakking
1: yeah no sorry I right, I did yeah, yeah. glad you clarified that I I I didn't yeah. make that clear but that's what I meant uh, yeah. as in didn't get a chance to kick the corner and then you throw in like it was a point lost in Edinburgh but a key point and it means it's not a loss and obviously you throw in I you could say it could have been as much as four points lost tonight yeah, I mean yeah, look absolutely. if spots and maybes and then you throw in the how many did we lose against Leinster in last it was a three then in that last moment going from a win to a loss yep. got a point so oh, mm, you talk about bonus points I just talk about lost points
2: yeah yeah uh, I think. I think the thing is that's why when you lose a game at home like Leinster you have to nip off and win a game away mm-hmm. and that was a chance so, tonight.
1: You said it. You've been saying it for weeks. Benetton away is now going
2: to be critical. I honestly think that is going to be the game. I think it'll that game. Well, we have to get there. We'll be we made, have
0: to get there. Like we have to get the Munster first for me. Munster is the game. Mun- Munster is if huge. They lose if they lose to Munster and Munster are on their own Bit of a losing, they are, and, and they've got Leinster streak. to and play. Leinster to play on Stevens' day, and only have a six-day turnaround. Yeah, I, I, so.
2: The only advantage they have is they can load up for both games because they both. We both, oh, everybody then has the gap until the European game. Yeah, they've brought this in to try to make sure that sides don't just pick yeah. one of the because there's interpros on everywhere. Mm, essentially, absolutely, yeah. Um, yeah
0: uh, Glasgow, Glasgow beat Edinburgh tonight and didn't give them a bonus point, but, which is an advantage but, so, to Connacht. So so I, I think so, the Stormers so, are going to pass us by with their whoever they're playing at the weekend, I think they're
2: playing. Yeah, the South Africans are kind of split up a little bit and they're playing on alternate weekends. Uh, But there is a game tomorrow in somewhere in South Africa where it's going to be about the same sort of temperature as Connick played in. Uh, It'll be nice to see who turns up because... Stormers play
0: the Bulls tomorrow.
2: Yeah, Christmas rugby is something that's not really known in South Africa because it's cricket season, it's not rugby season. It's a bit of
0: bloody summer down there, isn't it? It absolutely
2: is. It's the longest day of the year has passed and it's already... They've lost mm-hmm. a minute today <laughs> of daylight, um yeah, monster's huge that's uh, it for
0: me the whole season now because, it, nah, no, the, belief, because no, no, you can't say that because the belief the belief that the players have that did come back, you could see it tonight, you could see that the belief that was that it was drifting away,
1: yes, from I agree.
0: the systems seemed to come back tonight. But now they have to put it to bed and get the wind against someone like Munster. Yeah,
1: I agree with you. But Alan, you see what's what's what makes me wonder about what we do here is we live in the moment constantly in this podcast and our fans live and everyone mm-hmm. lives in the moment. But we like I'll never forget Newcastle now last year and the absolute. Doldrums. We were in like this is mm-hmm. a mess. This is a shambles. They all know friend is leaving. They're not playing for him anymore. You know these were all the things that were being said. Yep. Then they produced the best three months of rugby in the history of professional era, winning reason. Bar, obviously we won a title, of course. But if, I think if you compare that run to the title win, bar the final, it was even it was better. Very similar, yeah. You know, it was but like similar. obviously it wasn't as good as win the title, of course. I need to watch myself there. But like that's the level of, of how things can change. We could lose eight in a row and we could. Turn this around, and that's why I think William is right about the Benetton game. The Monster game is massive. It is, if yeah. this group, I love the communication. Aki gets criticized, does he pull away well, from the team? Was, His communication was, was super. He was yeah. on everyone's shoulder. Yeah. He, himself and JJ Hanron had a word at one point. He was, he was cheering the team, and he, it was Bundy Aki of old. Exactly. And, and that's what we want to see. And no one is disputing that, that, that he hasn't been 100% uh, in that area.
2: I think one of the things is we do know he takes time to come back yeah. after yeah, a break. That was, yeah. said yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, he's had a... This is his third game back. Yeah. Um, so... And he's so much more effective when he's like that. That little uh, pop uh, pass he
0: gave to O'Brien for that brilliant Oh, absolutely. hurt themselves. That's, the, O'Brien going off was huge, was huge. It was, it was
2: huge because Keen Prendergast is not an eight but he did a fantastic job of doing what he has to do.
1: Who, who played... Who, for you... Like, who plays against Munster? What's our best team right now available to us? Let's say O'Brien is fit again.
2: Well, I would start him if he's fit, but I suspect he won't be. It's just that sort of injury just looks messy and tricky. But you never know. I would be looking to play as close to that side as you can get. Well,
0: I'd I'd be looking at Sean Janssen coming back in. I think Munster is built for Sean Janssen. Absolutely, big. You know they're they well, to destroy if, no, the Well, if,
2: if, if, um, if O'Brien's not available, it has to be. It will be Janssen.
0: Yeah, Paul Boyle went off last year, last week, and he, he had a bit of a bad knock on his face. It looked it looked pretty looked pretty serious. So we don't know. We haven't heard exactly what's We haven't not I mean, he heard turn exactly up this what, week. So it's not no, looking good.
2: Um,
1: um, you
2: asked about Dowling. Dowling is available for Munster. That, that could be big. Um, mm-hmm. He is really abrasive. Mm-hmm. I thought Gavin Thornbury did well tonight. I mean, he. He's, he played well. He, he fixes a lot of problems in a very dodgy line-out. I mean, at least his size. The other interesting thing was Keane Prendergast moved around the line-out a bit. Mm-hmm. So they are trying to change things. But they've got to cut out these nonsensical things that keep happening. Um, I'm not entirely convinced by Mac Hansen at 15, but I think he's the best bet we've got at the moment. Well, Tiernan don't, we and, don't
0: know anyone else at and the moment. Santiago.
2: Um, I think he would be more effective on the wing myself. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because he doesn't get involved
0: in the game as much because he, he's so much more responsibility. Exactly, back.
2: and and it's it's a case of look, he's not used to playing in the position, so therefore he is maybe slightly reluctant to come mm-hmm. become involved yeah. because he he knows I've got to be concentrating yeah, yeah. on defence. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I would start Jack Carty again. I think that has. Unless they feel that JJ Hanrahan might want to wind up Munster a bit. I, I don't know if that stuff works. He,
1: play, he played well off the bench. I think he had a good part to play in that he try. Did, yeah. I think he linked really well. And I think he's the type of player that plays to, what, he, he plays to his strengths, which is, for me, is vision. I think he's really good vision. In backs, in terms of, he sees the play develop in a really yeah. interesting way. I so think I, think he, I think there's talent there that we can, we can really use.
0: Yeah, he's a different player to Jack. Yeah, he good gives combo. us something different which is really important. It's a matter of whether you start him and bring Jack on or do you start Jack. And I think the weather would have an impact on that.
1: Just on what William said, I'd do whatever it takes to get Hanson on the ring. Bring porch back in, who I don't think is playing that well, but try something to get Hanson on the wing to have a look at it. Because I just want to see that line going, Cardi, Aki, Farrell and Hanson being that point of contact and also Shane Bolton Bolton on the other yeah. which means I'm dropping a man I was going on about Ralston because they're playing him I don't see a huge amount but then he plays he is parts. so efficient it, that's what I'm saying he's, he's always there yeah. and he made some great tackles yeah. so I think they'll start him I don't think they'll stop playing him until they have to but they have to give him rest at some point
0: well he's played every minute of every game
2: yeah it's, it's, it's quite bizarre um, yeah it's, it's a bit of an odd one it's a question maybe one day to be asked uh, Shane Bolton has to play because there is a concern about how injury prone he is. So at the moment, if he's fit and he's playing like he is tonight, get him out there. One
1: other thing. I think our front row pro- scrummaging is the best, you you know, back up and starting I can ever remember. Ainger's on fire. Dooley was superb. Buckley and and vintage today.
2: Yeah, I th- I think that's that's fair point. There is slight concerns maybe about, not so much about, The hookers for the. Well, they don't. Hookers don't have to hook anymore because the ball's always put in crooked. Uh, But the play around the field. uh, But the line. You know, they're the line out throwers. And and neither of them today completely convinced. Um, But that's been a problem for a while. But as actual scrummagers, I agree with you. And, uh, you know, Munster are very. You know, very talkative about how good they are in the scrum. Well, we'll see how they get on, on uh, against Leinster on uh, Stephens' day and we'll see how they get on against Connacht on New Year's Day. That, it's a huge game. I, If there's any tickets available, I think there are some. Uh, no, I
0: think the sold-out sign went
2: up. Oh, has it gone yeah, up, has it? The
0: sold-out sign has gone up, so well, that game is now... You've missed a ticket. You've missed it now at this stage.
2: Yeah, well, there you go. Turn up on the day outside. There might be some very yeah, hungover. You never know. Maybe well, the maybe your hungover mate hasn't turned up because he he's still celebrating New Year's Eve. Well,
0: hopefully, are, are the tickets sold out for your uh, your big interview with certain uh, Mr. Johnny Sexton?
2: Um, do You know, I haven't been told actually. Uh, it's been such a busy week. I haven't actually spoken to the kingpins in Mertys, uh, Kieran and Adrienne. Uh, do you know? I might just give them a little text tomorrow and see what's happening. But uh, yeah, hopefully there are still some tickets available for uh, Johnny Sexton, January the 26th, starts at 8.30pm and there'll be high quality uh, finger food and there will be a hopefully a revelationary interview and lots to learn. It will not be recorded. So if you want to hear it, you got to be there.
1: We must go for some points after the monster game. Absolute amazing spot to go. Big thanks to Murdy Rabbits. Uh, that's our venue. That's anyone who loves rugby and Connacht. Uh, you have to have it as one of your absolute must goes on the night out. So uh, thanks to all their support in 2023 and going into 2024. Hey, do you know what we do? We podcast like three times a week. Alan is at that laptop. He's got other stuff to do in his life, but I swear to God, I think he just stays up all night just producing podcasts for you lovely people. Not specifically all of you, though. You lovely people, sign up to patreon.com forward slash craggyrugby for the price of what? A cup of coffee a month? Are you kidding me? You wouldn't throw that our way for all we give to you? We'd really appreciate it. But you know what? Don't do it out of just kind of like niceness. Do it because you're going to get so much more conic Rugby content because you love conic Rugby and you want more content. And if you're from Munster and you want to see what kind of snide remarks are making about you next week I'll pay a three euro and you can hear all about it enough of that a three red kings will be on to me again I'm sure I remember him getting very annoyed with me on Twitter a few years ago enough of that too TG Car Studios big thanks to everyone they just make this possible it's Christmas we had a lot of really difficult logistical issues so we were able to commentate from uh, the base in the west of Ireland here in Ballinahown, and it was great very happy Christmas to all of you uh, we love doing this. We love bringing you all this news. Get to the sports ground on New Year's Day if you can. It's going to be amazing.
0: Yeah, and uh, just a quick thanks to Danny who does a lot of uh, the baseline stats for me and be in behind. So I do a lot of this, a lot of it, but Danny wouldn't. I wouldn't be able to do it without Danny because I wouldn't be. I would be up all night trying to do them if I didn't have Danny creating all his little his, uh, his little uh, routines for me. That's that's fill, half fill most of the spreadsheets. But um, yeah, just a shout out to him um, and. Uh,
2: Yeah, look, a special thanks to Connacht as well for their access. Yes. Yes. Uh, You know, to uh, everybody there, but particularly to Stephen Long and Dahi Boland, who sorted the things out for us today. Um, They don't mind us asking hard questions. They're quite prepared to stand up and uh, answer them. And... uh, we get some just
0: the way it should be and that's we want you know Kian Prendergast. asked a few weeks ago that we don't stand hold them to higher levels and now we are and they seem to be quite happy to be held to those levels hopefully we're going to see some action on the field that will make that happen too
2: yeah absolutely but it's uh, it's important to have that relationship and uh they accommodate us and uh, we accommodate them as well in terms of uh we turn up for all the press conferences and ask the hard questions, so it's, uh, yeah, it's great. Happy Christmas, everybody. Uh, enjoy your break. Plenty of sport on Christmas Day if you are <laughs> interested in Test cricket, NBA basketball, two good NFL games, and there uh, might even be some uh, horse racing in the Far East. Unfortunately, there's no horse racing in France this year. It's very disappointing, usually on Christmas Day, because it's uh, such a tedious day.
1: Well I'm going to be on the till until about like 5 o'clock on Christmas Eve so I'll probably be asleep during some of those NBA games but I may start watching them. I look forward to snoozing on Christmas Day. What's this thing
2: about ice hockey that um, they don't... They take two days off. No they take four days off. It's a disgrace.
1: It is a disgrace actually. I save up some games to watch though because I won't be able to watch Winnipeg against Boston tonight. The mighty Winnipeg Jets. Can we uh, do a podcast be, on I'll, them, I'll,
0: can we? I'll, I'll be. Um, well, I'll be enjoying Christmas Day and a fun, nice family. My daughter came home from Canada this Yay! week. So Cassie's Cassie. home. And, um, I get Toured, to,
1: the, Toured New Zealand with us, uh, the Lions tour right, yeah. in 2005. In 2005 yeah, Cassie yeah. and Danny.
0: And, um, and
1: Alan and Adrian, we had a great old trip, travelling around. That's a long I'll time ago a now. Pro-
0: a proper Lions tour, that was. Not yeah. the corporate rubbish that they're doing Good these times. days. Um, proper course, as well. To, to, to Danny Brown and my new grandson, Kane it's his first Christmas, so happy Christmas to you too
4: loose cut it loose break out or nothing changes sad and confused don't wait
1: until